Howdy there. I'm Matt McKinley with the Burning Daylight Podcast. If you ever wanted to make a podcast, well, Spotify's got a platform that makes that lets you make one super easily. And then you can distribute it everywhere and even earn money. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for, for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from the phone or computer. Uh, so no matter what uh, your setup is like, you can uh, start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And uh, if you like my show, Fence Post Politics with my buddy Aaron, that's the place to watch it because it's all video all the time. And we uh, like we share videos, we comment on videos, we share news articles and uh, and funny memes. So um, it's pretty cool. Um, and also, if you want to take your conversations to uh, with your fans to the next level, uh, your question and answer, answer and polls are the best way to get them talking. You can attach that to your your podcast there and, and you get your you get you know, valuable interactions with your fan, your fans. And, uh, with Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. And that's, uh, that, that is true. Um, (laughs) supposed to do a testimonial here. Um, but anyways, this is the the podcast I use or the podcast uh host that I use. I like Spotify. They're uh they're very good on just letting you do your thing uh with uh with no catch to it. Uh there's a good reason why Joe Rogan hosts podcasts on Spotify. And and this is uh this is a great way to get started if you if you've ever thought about starting a podcast. This is where I would send anybody to go. Um, <clears throat> best thing you can do is just download the Spotify for podcasters app, or you can go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. And yeah, if you've ever thought about just doing a podcast or if you're tired of paying a monthly service that, uh, doesn't seem to do much for you, Spotify podcasters is your spot. So, uh, go to spotify.com slash podcasters or download the app today. We were having a drink at Stockman's, listening to the guitar ring. Jesse said, you know, they sold the MC horses. I'll be damned, when was that? I hadn't heard a thing back in August 100 and more. Howdy there. I'm Matt McKinley, and we're burning daylight. Good morning, Daylight Burners. I really like the sound of that name, and I'm going to keep it because it's my show. I don't care if you like it, but I think it's got a good ring to it. It's the best one yet. This might be my my nearest attempt at forming a cult, my lifelong dream. And uh, so there we go. You have now 
officially began to enter cult status. You're welcome. Have fun. Enjoy the ride. It's going to be a good one. Anyway, I'm riding old uh, Bingo today, my buddy Joe's horse. And uh, he's been off for a couple weeks, so pretty good chance he's going to fire. But this old fucker can't really buck. He, uh, he makes it look really cool at a crow hop, but it's, I mean, it's, it, it's nothing. But he's, uh, he's just one of those horses that's, that's what he's going to do. If he's fresh, he's going to, he's got a little fire to him. And, uh, he's 14 years old. You ain't going to get out of, get it out of him now. <clears throat> so, and I don't know if, uh, I don't know who, who started him, whatever. Uh, he, he may just always, you know, they might, he could have been the best trainer in the world, and he just might be that type of horse. A lot of people don't get that. You hear a lot of these uh, clinicians like, uh, you know, the Pirellis and the Clinton Andersons, and uh, and some, you know, I don't and I don't follow them a whole lot, but I've I've, I've ran into a lot of their disciples, and uh, but a lot of them seem to think that you can just uh, fix a horse. Uh, any horse is, uh, you know. They can be your best friend if you just know what you're doing, and uh, that's just not true. Uh, you know, there's just some some horses that they're always going to be the way they are. I mean, and and there might be one person that that could actually you know make them into that best friend. And, you know, because they're the horses are just have just a big a personality or no personality at all, just like uh, any human. And uh, and there's there ain't any single horse two horses exactly like you know there there's always some sort of difference so anyway there there's just a few horses that just you know they are what they are they're not gonna they're not gonna change and uh, you're not gonna be able to turn them into your you know your best friend you know they just they are what they are, and uh, and they've got a different personality. And I think old Bingo, I said I don't know who who trained him. If they, you know, there's some guys that just like like a little buck, just uh, feel like they it keeps them honest, and uh, they uh, yeah they just they, they kind of enjoy that, and so they don't ever they don't ever ask him to stop bucking. You know they. They, they kind of view that as like a badge of honor. There he goes. Woo! <laughs> oh, what a sorry prick. Oh, he's getting after it today. Oh, man. <laughs> I just want to put my coffee down, you fuck. Well, my recorder shut off at some point when I was uh, doing my little rodeo act for you so i don't know if i got it all captured but i hope so that's gonna be a really good segment i think it was pretty funny i still laughing about it i had uh i was letting him on a loose rein too i i did not have his head very very collected and uh <laughs> and i had a full coffee cup in the other hand and he bust in too so as i was saying earlier I don't know what I was saying earlier. Oh, I uh, <laughs> I really hope that. And I guess if it did make the cut, then uh, 
I won't have this segment in there. But in the meantime, uh, yeah, old Bingo. I got. I told you right off the get go. He was. He was gonna fire, and uh, and I knew it. So I didn't expect him to fire when he did, and I had him on a pretty loose rein, and I had a full cup of coffee right there, and uh, <laughs> and away we went. Goofy fucker. Uh, but it was pretty comical. I mean, I looked like a fucking gunsel because I had him on such a loose rein that you know when he. When he went about his crow hopping and uh, and all that, he, uh, you know, I just, I was way out on the end of his head and, uh, and had not much of any control to him at all. And then I had a, and it was a, oh, what is it, like a, those like 20 ounce tumblers or whatever, you know, the, the Walmart knockoffs for the Yetis. One of those, one of the smaller ones, just full, hot coffee. Good coffee too, so I really didn't want to. I really didn't want to lose it because it was. Uh, it was some fresh, freedom roast, as it's called, uh, from Black Rifle, and uh, <coughs> I. It's funny, my wife got me this coffee maker for Christmas, because our uh, Keurig was taking a ship, and so she got me a. A really nice one that's got a, you know, it's got a normal brew pot and a, uh, and then a Keurig as well. And anymore, I just, I, well, I, uh, I was brewing a pot of coffee for a while and I was using the Keurig. And then uh, I just started using my French press again because it's, coffee tastes so much better out of the French press. I don't know, I don't know what the science behind it but I know it tastes goddamn delicious. And uh, so, yeah, she spent all this money on a, on a really nice coffee maker, and I use a $15 French press and a, probably a $20 electric uh, kettle, kettle to, to uh, warm my water up. So there you go. I might be a hard guy to shop for, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, I, I really didn't want to spill that coffee because uh, the only coffee we got here at the feedlot is uh, Folgers. Nothing against Folgers, but I mean that's like that's like choosing a, a gas station hot dog over uh, you know a good a good ribeye. So uh, yeah, as I said, nothing against Folgers, but if you're going to give me a choice of uh, Folgers or Freedom Roast from Black Rifle in a French press. I'll, I'll, I'll take I'll take the French press coffee every time. And uh, but was able to save it. Didn't spill any coffee. Didn't get bucked off. And uh, and hopefully it all recorded. So if uh, if it did, then I'll just have to tell this coffee story at another time. Okay, so. I uh, mentioned the whole uh, Jeffrey Epstein fucking nightmare scenario that thing is. Uh, but anyway, that fucking weirdos, man. But anyway, 
have if you follow politics like I do, uh, because you're just a glutton for punishment, I guess. I think that's about the only reason I can think of. Uh, but if you follow it like I do, you notice that, and it doesn't matter which party uh, it is, uh, from like your your main establishment type people. Uh, and I'm not talking Trump because Trump is just a fucking wild card, man. I mean, he he really is. It probably the greatest troll that ever lives. I mean, he uh, <laughs> he had the 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 media <coughs> just cursing his name uh, over this Fourth of July parade that he was throwing with tanks and military, and you know, and they were just talking about how it was. Uh, it was the opening of his uh, 2020 campaign, and and you know, and there he is using taxpayer dollars for uh, for campaign funding, and uh, and he gets he gets up there during after this parade or whatever, and gives the most boring Fourth of July speech you could think of when you well, I mean, it, it was a good speech, but if you think of in terms of normal Trump. He gave the most boring speech of all time. Didn't take any shots at anybody. Basically, it was just like, America, fuck yeah. Which you'd expect out of a uh, an Independence Day speech anyways. So, yeah, just completely they built up this whole deal where he's the next coming of Adolf Hitler. And this is what's going to seal our fate as a... Trump being just an evil dictator, and he goes up and just gives a pro-America speech and uh, just completely lets everybody down uh, <laughs> with the speech itself. Uh, it's just that the guy's too much. Uh, I had a I had a comment on on a post here a while back. I think I may have mentioned it, but somebody was saying, "Well, this is how." How North Korean-style military dictatorships are are formed, uh, you know, Trump is not America. Well, no, but he's he's the face of America right now, and uh, whether you agree with that or not, that's just the truth. Because uh, the the president is basically the you know if uh, he he's the the cover page, the 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 cover of a hard the hardcover book, he is he is a picture on the front. That is when it comes to America. If America is the book, the president is the cover. That's how it's, it's just how it is. I, I'm not trying to apologize for anything he did. Uh, just that that's a fact of life, man. And uh, that is funny. He uh, so like while I agree with him on that, he also he was missing my point completely about uh, and it was just for the raffle for the Trump rope, which people tend to like. I, I know they do because I get messages about it. I had an old boy ask me to send him the picture, the original Trump rope picture that I took, and he was going to frame it. He thought it was so damn funny. And uh, so, which, um, you know, it's kind of weird, but all right. Cool, man. I appreciate it anyways. To each their own. Uh, but it was just, uh, yeah, people have lost their sense of humor uh, these days, and that's what we're we're trying to me and my daylight burners that's what we're trying to change is 
Make America funny again. That's what, uh, Trump should run on that too. I think he could win. But yeah, Mafa, 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 whatever. Make America funny again. Maybe I'll have a, a, a hat like that made. Those are kind of played out now. You got to make America uh, a cowboy again. You got to make America gunsel free again. Uh, shout out to to Josh and don't be a gunsel. And uh, yeah, I, I think uh, nothing. Uh, I'm not saying anything bad again against all those hats. I'm just saying uh, it doesn't seem original if I, if I throw my hat in the ring right now. So I'm just gonna, I'll leave the, the knockoff MAGA hats to somebody else. And because uh, I, I feel like it's been a little overdone by, by now. And, or if, maybe if I'm doing it, that's where it becomes overdone. So like I said, I'm not, not not disparaging anybody that's already got one out there. I just I'm not gonna do it because it's not original for me. So anyhow, but I, I do think he could run on that that platform to just uh, make America funny again, and uh, and he'd catch a lot of traction because God damn it, people need to learn how to take a joke and. Uh, I think uh, I think we'd all benefit from just everybody having a little laugh and and make fun of yourselves too. That if you haven't noticed, I'm pretty damn good at the self-deprecating humor. And uh, anybody that can make fun of themselves, can laugh at themselves, is uh, is somebody I, I could probably spend some time around. If you uh, if you can acknowledge your flaws as an individual and exploit them for laughter. We'll get along just fine. But if you uh, if you cannot help but to take everything seriously, and uh, and as soon as somebody makes a joke that <clears throat> may or may not be off color, uh, may or may not have been perfectly acceptable two years ago, but now all of a sudden uh, it just pisses you off. If uh, if you have got to stop and explain how. By making that joke, you are oppressing somebody else. I don't want to hang out with you. I, uh, it's a fucking joke, man. <laughs> I, I always say this, and yes, this is going to be my, my, uh, quote unquote, uh, racist, uh, apologizing for my behavior, but I got this, uh, this black friend of mine. His name is, uh, Chris Williams. Everybody calls him Dub, and he, uh, I think he's like 56, 57, because just a couple years ago, he he turned the big nickel nickel, is what he called it, big 55, and uh, my wife worked with his wife <coughs> back when she was uh, uh, working for University of Nevada Extension there out of Reno. She ran an after-school program, I guess it was in Sparks. Reno Sparks area. Uh, she lived in Reno, worked in Sparks. Anyway, she worked at the school, and they uh, they ran an after-school program through the extension office. And uh, Dub's wife Taya was the was the uh, like the head cafeteria lady. And that's so that's how I met Dub is through my wife, 
and uh, and Dub's wife. And we have the best fucking conversations every time we get together because there's usually a little bit of little beer flowing. Uh, may or may not have some vitamins floating around in the air at some point or another. Um, you know, if you're into that type of thing. But the what are now would be considered just absolute horrible, horrific racial stereotypes get thrown back and forth uh, just constantly. Uh, he makes fun of me about eating jalapenos and beans and, uh, and putting mayonnaise on everything. And I, uh, I make fun of him for watermelon and fried chicken. And, you know, and it just goes back and forth like that. And uh, do I think I'm any better than, than Dub? No. I think Dub's a funnier individual than I am. I think Dub is an impressive individual. He grew up in the fucking projects. Now he owns his own house in Sparks and, uh, and does very well for himself. And, uh, and he did that because he's a, cause he's a hard-working fella and he didn't want to just accept being a poor, oppressed black man. And you know what? Hats off to him. He's one of the coolest motherfuckers you'll ever meet. And, uh, yeah, but we'll tell jokes to each other that make 95% of people cringe. But guess what? They're funny. Get the fuck over it. It's a joke. Not a dick. Don't take it so hard. So, I mean, if you come come away from anything that I... Uh, from... Come away with anything from me while listening to me. Uh... Yeah, take that away. It, it's a joke, not a dick. Don't take it so hard. Life's tough. It's a whole lot tougher when you don't have a sense of humor. <laughs> I mean, it really is. But it just, it amazes me because, I and it wasn't very long ago, like, you know, 10 years or less, where if you were just, uh, especially if you're a bunch of guys, I mean, that and this is, you know, women are, are different. <clears throat> I know that that in itself is an offensive statement nowadays, but women are different than men. And their style of humor is different. And I don't know, it's not universal, but <clears throat> as a general rule of thumb, women are, are going to have a different uh, sense of humor than men. Uh, men talk shit to each other. That's what we do. Uh, my best friend, I will, I will call him a douchebag. I'll call him uh, just anything. If it's offensive, I'm probably going to call it to him. But uh, if he gets in a fight, I'll be the first one right there uh, to get his back, unless he deserved it. And then I'll let him get his ass kicked for a minute and then step in. But, you know, it's we talk shit to each other. That's what we do. And, uh, and the, the easiest way for different races to get along is to just throw out racist jokes to each other because you know with behind every stereotype there's a grain of truth now is it 100 percent true no but guess what uh black women make a lot better fried chicken than white women and that that's just uh that is a scientific fact uh black men most of the time are going to be a little better at cooking barbecue than than most white men. There's there's exceptions to every rule, but <clears throat> there's uh, there's and just there's a grain of truth to every stereotype. I do love mayonnaise on a sandwich. It's fucking delicious. 
might be the whitest thing ever. Who gives a shit? Uh, I would just as soon eat with a, with a tortilla as opposed to a piece of bread. I like them both, but <clears throat> I'm half Mexican. I'm kind of por partial to my tortillas, especially homemade ones. Uh, it's just, there's a, there's a grain of truth in everything, and embrace it. I mean, embrace the joke of it. Have fun. Laugh. Makes everything better if you laugh. So, that's the one thing I, if you, if you take away nothing else, take away that. It's just, have a sense of humor. Make, make you a lot, lot more likable. A lot more, uh, be a lot easier to deal with the, the hardships of life when you, when you got a sense of humor. Uh, you always think, uh, or I do, like some of the best comedians we've ever seen are Jewish folks. Uh, and the Jews have went through just as many hardships as, uh, you know, black folks have. They, like, if we're, if we're going to go to the Oppression Olympics, those two are the, probably your front runners. The, the blacks and the Jews. And, uh, and some of the funniest comedians come from both those cultures. Black folks, I mean... Richard Pryor, come on, probably, arguably the greatest. Uh, Seinfeld's up there as one of the greatest Jewish guy. Uh, Carlin, I think Carlin's Jewish too. Also, one of one of the all-time greats. Uh, their their race, nationality, whatever you want to call it, uh, ethnicity, went through a lot of hardships. How did they deal with it? Humor. A lot of times, dark humor, but just. It's how people, uh, how people cope, how they get through life. Like I said life, life kind of sucks sometimes, but it sucks a whole lot harder if uh, if you don't have a sense of humor. So laugh, tell some jokes. If you got any uh, any funny stories you think uh, think I ought to hear, uh, record them, send them to me. If the, you know if I can if I can make it sound preventable or presentable and uh, makes me laugh, I'll fuck I'll play them. I uh, I'm not afraid to do that. You know it's it's not going to take over the show, but uh, yeah I'll uh, I'll play your funny stories. I don't have a problem. There's uh, I, like I still got a whole I finally got all this the shit from Bridgefort transferred over to where I can. Uh, I can start uploading it to uh, to a podcast, so I'm gonna I gotta go through a bunch of that stuff and uh, and get it done. So anyhow, yeah, big life lesson of the day: laugh more. Today's episode is brought to you by Don't Be a Gunsel, uh, more affectionately known as the D Bags. Uh, Mr. Josh Williams has partnered with uh, with us on this and become our uh, our main sponsor of the show and a uh, little bit about don't be a gunsel uh, this is just right from their description on their page uh, we are farm ranch and rodeo folks who are tired of posers fakes and wannabes so we carved out our own brand with a simple message don't be a gunsel uh, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram don't be a gunsel and don't be a gunsel.com uh, they've got some some hats and some stickers, and then they always share some of the best memes I've seen. So uh, go check them out. Uh, buy some of their merch. If you do, use the promo code BURNINDAYLIGHT and get yourself 10% off. Uh, that's B-U-R-N-I-N-D-A-Y-L-I-G-H-T. 
Uh, get yourself 10% off. Get yourself some cool shit. Uh, help a brother out. And uh, so thanks to Don't Be a Gunsel. Go check him out. Well, now that we are in the dog days of summer, rodeo season is in full swing. You know, if, if you know anybody on the rodeo trail, they are... Uh, they are looking like hammered dog shit right now because they've been going hard for about a month or so at least. And, uh, you know, and it's not slowing down for a while. So, uh, you know, rodeo season's always pretty fun. I, uh, it's funny is I, I go to several rodeos and I very rarely go to watch anymore. I just, I go to, uh, to visit with, with buddies or whatnot and, uh, like even a, I, I truly enjoy a good ranch rodeo more than uh, your traditional rodeo. Uh, but even even so, I I don't watch much of a ranch rodeo if I'm not in it. Uh, you know, if, if you don't got any skin in it, then uh, then it's just not not as interesting to me. And uh, but I, I do enjoy the whole experience because I love sitting around. Uh, a campfire, uh, you know, uh, sitting on the back of a pickup and, uh, and just shooting the shit. And, uh, so anymore, that's kind of, that's kind of why I go to the rodeo, whether it be a ranch rodeo or, a, you know, a traditional rodeo, whatever. That's kind of the reason <coughs> I go anymore. And, uh, but there was a time where I went to actually watch and, uh, and, and I still enjoy watching, but like I said, I just, uh, more anymore i i know enough people at at the at the rodeos i like to go back behind the chutes or uh you know in the in the campground area or whatever and uh because if if you haven't been back you know or, or been to a rodeo outside of just sitting in the stands you got like a little refugee camp uh out behind the you know the arena where everybody's got their trailer parked and they uh, they got camp set up and whatnot and it, it does kind of look like a little tent city that you see and uh on the borders of these war-torn countries you know and and people kind of look like they've been through war after uh you know a three-day three-day weekend in a rodeo because there's a there's a lot of alcohol consumed and uh not many hours spent sleeping so you especially you walk through that tent city on sunday morning and you're just like ooh. <laughs> what died over here <laughs> and uh and pe- people look kind of kind of like a zombie they got a little bit of a zombie quality to them at that point and uh but i know enough people uh that rodeo or or stock contract or whatever that you know so I, that's why i like to spend spend time back behind the chutes or or in the refugee camp uh just so I can, you know, there's there might be people I only see them a couple times a year, or maybe once every other year, or something like that. So if you know they're there, I always uh, I always go try to find them. Like I, uh, my buddy Hutch, uh, who I graduated high school with, he he's kind of become uh, he he trucks for a living. He, he drives truck. Last I I heard, anyways, I haven't I haven't talked to him in a while, but. Last I heard, he just kind of drove semi for a living, just so he could make enough money to to go rope. And then a lot of times his uh, his truck driving uh, business uh, involved him hauling horses to rodeos or whatever. And he was uh, 
He was in Reno for the the Bob Feist International, which is a, a big uh, jackpot team roping. It's an invitation-only deal. But they do it in conjunction with the Reno Rodeo, which is a 10-day affair. Uh, the Reno Rodeo is a big deal. And uh, so they've got they've got the Bob Feist International plus the, the Reno Rodeo, and there's a lot of cowboys in town. And, you know, Reno's Reno can be a pretty fun town. You know, it's like a... So a smaller version of Las Vegas with uh, not near the heat and not near the the California uh, the California types. You know the I guess I should clarify it's Southern California types. There's a lot of good good people from California. And uh, but anyway, I met him up at the Silver Legacy Casino one time, and he was looking like dog shit. And he was only on like day three of the rodeo. And he he had a full week left there, and he was already out a bunch of money and and just looked like hell. But yeah, that's uh that that's part of the reason why I go to these things is just to just to bullshit. But I guess getting back on track here, one of the one of the reasons I uh, I used to go was to watch, and we I had a like a 10 or 12 years straight uh, a stretch of 10 12 years straight where I went to the National Western Stock Show and Rodeo in there in Denver it started uh back in like junior high or something where we went with FFA I guess it might have been my freshman year of high school we we went for they have FFA day uh at the stock show and uh, and you know the stock show, and doesn't doesn't matter which one it is, whether it be Fort Worth or Houston or Phoenix or, or Denver, it's a pretty big pretty big to do. You know they've got a great big trade show. Usually have a multi-day rodeo, and then you've got your your livestock show. Uh, and and I've never been to the to the other big ones like Phoenix or uh, or Fort Worth or Houston or any of those. I've always just been to Denver, but Denver was Denver still is a big one. And, uh, so you've got everything from, like, equestrian events, like your, your typical events you'd have in the, in our, in our type of world, like the cutting and sorting and, uh, like ranch horse versatility and reined cow horse and, you know, all that kind of stuff, but you've also got your, uh, you're like hunter jumper classes and whatnot, and then you've got sheep and cattle and goats and chickens and pigs and I mean just everything you can think of, plus the trade show, plus the rodeo. And then you know, it's just a it's a pretty big to do. And it was a lot of fun and there was like I said, a stretch of about twelve years straight, I think, that I went every year for at least a day or two. And I can remember Ever since the first time I went as a little kid, watching the rodeo, uh, you know, which is a PRCA rodeo, obviously, and uh, and it's got a pretty big, pretty big prize purse, and uh, you know, and a lot of big names go to it. So we're watching, getting ready to watch some bull riding, some bronc, bronc riding, and you know, just the typical rodeo shit. Getting ready to be a spectator, and. Uh, and you know, in, in the meantime, the rodeo is a show, just like everything else. So not only do you got to compete, but they got to they got to make it entertaining while they're 
you know, they're swapping stock out and uh, getting the arena drug or whatever and, uh, you know, just keeping everything flowing as I got, because there's stuff you got to do in between events and, but you got to keep the show moving. You know, dead air is bad air, so they uh, you got to have something going on. They always got some sort of act, and one of them was they did that they do every year. Uh, they'll bring out a team of uh, of Clydesdales. Uh, you know, they'll either have the Budweiser Clydesdales, or they'll have another team like carrying the or pulling like the Wells Fargo stagecoach, and uh, you know, and they'll do this big whole show where uh, this team driver has to. Uh, has to move, maneuver these horses, and it's usually like a six or an eight horse team, you know, so you, you got a lot of horse flesh right there, and they, he is moving them, each individual animal, so he can back up and parallel park this buggy, makes a big show, and, and uh, I, I love watching that every time, because it's just, more than anything, it's the horsemanship behind it, it's, uh, you know, there's the showmanship part of it, but the, that old boy is working the whole time, you've got four sets of reins in each hand and uh i mean so you i mean you have literally got your hands full and uh and horses being the individuals that they are it you know it takes a lot of finesse and so that something like that's really fun to watch and then you have the western ears and i hate to make fun of them well no i don't i don't want to offend anybody but i I'll, i'm gonna make fun of them because and it's been several years since I've been back to the stock show, but that entire stretch, the the Western Ears did a, a performance every at every show, and uh, and they did the same pattern and routine every single time, and uh, it got to be where I just and and then they they got kind of sloppy there for a while and. So like it wasn't wasn't clean like it needed to be, and it just uh, they were easy to make fun of, and it got to the point where I was just like, man, I you you almost always see somebody get bucked off that's not supposed to get bucked off, you know, where outside of the rough stock events, there's always somebody that gets bucked off, whether it's at a ranch rodeo or a regular rodeo or something, you know, and. Uh, and, you know, it might be like the flag girl. The girl carrying the American flag just gets thumped on her head. And, uh, you know, it gets a big laugh, but, it, you know, it's all in good fun. And, uh, but for these, these Western ears, because I'd just seen it so many times, I was like, I wish somebody. And I, I'd never, never at that point seen any anybody get bucked off. I'd seen a sloppy routine. I'd seen a really, really tight, good routine. I'd seen some, you know, some of them that had some kind of shitty horses, and I, and, you know, I'd seen it all except see somebody fall off or get bucked off. Well, wouldn't you know, and it made it better because it was one of the dudes that, that got bucked off. I, I don't feel real bad, but I have a, a little harder time laughing when it's a woman that's getting, that's getting fucked up, but I, uh, they came charging out and they were doing like their little weave of death deal where they got across in front of each other at a lope and uh, you know trying not to run into each other and and it takes some skill and some timing to do that but it was uh, it was right they just finished that little routine and so then they like circle back around and then they uh, and then they fall in line single file at a lope 
and and leave the arena well wouldn't you know uh i think it was the lead guy i was bringing up the rear to to leave the arena because he was he was carrying the american flag and wouldn't you know he got bucked off on his fucking head and uh there was a big loud audible gasp from the rest rest of the crowd and then me and my buddy teed laughing our dicks off i mean it i mean just really having a good old laugh about it and uh we got a couple dirty looks but yeah fuck them if they can't take a joke right he uh the guy got up he was all right i'm sure he was uh, a little embarrassed as he should be but yeah it didn't appear to hurt him at all and uh and his horse uh didn't run off on him so that was good and uh but it was one of those few moments uh, where you get like all your dreams come true. I was like, well, finally, I got to see one of the Western ears bucked off on his head. This is awesome. Well, I just about got everything edited and I realized I did not do a sign off for today. Um, but once again, as always, I want to thank you guys for listening and, uh, and interacting and sharing and everything uh, with your friends. Uh, keep it up. I sure appreciate all the support, and uh, you guys have made this a lot of fun, so <coughs> if you don't mind, if you're listening on Apple, or even if you're not, just uh, head over to iTunes, uh, find me, Burning Daylight, and uh, give me a review if you would, I would surely appreciate it. Uh, hopefully we can uh, make that new and noteworthy list, and uh, get, a, get a lot more followers, and have it even more fun, but... Uh, I think that's going to do it for me today, so go find me on Facebook, Matt McKinley. Uh, follow the show page, Burning Daylight, and uh, then you can find me, my personal pages on Twitter and Instagram, at MickerMac85, and uh, the show page at Burning Daylight on Instagram, at Burning Daylight 2 on Twitter. Uh, go over to Patreon.com forward slash Burning Daylight if you want to contribute and get a little bit of bonus content there. And uh, other than that, uh, day's already over, so get your ass to bed. We got daylight to burn tomorrow. We were having a drink at Stockman's, listening to the guitar ring. Jesse said, you know, they sold the MC horses. I'll be damned, when was that? I hadn't heard a thing back in August, 100 and more. Yeah, the people, they come from everywhere, just a bit on them high and low. And thereby on the piece of the legend. With the cow herd all dispersed, the old cabbage, you had to go back in August, 100 head and more. So come on, boy, run on it. We're gonna let this sand again. Last of the big remoders of mighty MC. Horses here and everyone, saddle and kids, let's get. History. This outfit's history.
history. So the MC crew, they rode them all, and the people all gathered around. One old boy gave two grand for banjo. A banjo took his trailer apart when he tried to load him up for town. Back in August, one hundred and more. If you ever have a beer at the Adel store, say hi to Chuck and Nanny. Show you them big old steer heads up there hanging. When you ask where have they gone, hell they gone like the MC Cali. Back in August, one hundred and more. So come on, boy, run on it. We're gonna let this save begin. That's to the big remudas of the mighty MC. Horses here for everyone. Saddle them, kids. Let's get her done. By the time that Oregon sun goes down, this outfit's history. This outfit's history. At Stockman's way out on the sagebrush sea, Jesse said, You know, this old MC horse. Here. 